0: You're about to listen to a sermon from Han Vision Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia, delivered by Joe Song from our study on the Gospel according to Matthew. Thanks for listening to Han Vision. All right, hey, let's uh, let's go, let's do this. Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you can turn it to Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. No surprise to anybody, Matthew chapter 16. I don't know, I'm just going to go after it today, guys. I'm going to admit, I think that there's some of us in the room that feel quite dead. You feel dead inside, and maybe it's because you are. And uh, I, I don't believe that God wants to keep you there. I think He has created us to live. And if you've ever wondered, like, is there more? You're like living your life, and you're like, is this it? You know, is this really life? And uh, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is there is more. Okay, there is God has way more for you. I don't care uh, who tells you otherwise. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like God has some, something for us today. Uh, Matthew chapter sixteen. We're gonna start at. We're gonna start at verse sixteen. To verse 19. Some of you have been paying attention, you'll be like, you'll realize that this is the passage we went over last week. You're like, hey, what the heck? Yeah. That's us let me start. So the Jesus Jesus asks uh, his disciples this question. He says, Who do you say that I am? This is a really important point. Who is Jesus? Simon Peter replied, and this is the first time anyone declared this out loud. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, which was his real name, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And then Jesus gives him a new name, verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I know we pre- I preached on this last week but I, uh, and I prepared for the next passage for this week but I felt like God was calling us back to this passage. I think there was more that He wanted to, for us to kind of talk about In this passage. So I I couldn't just, instead of just moving on, which is what I wanted to do, I felt like we needed just to uh, be obedient to the Spirit and look at this passage again. And so last week we talked about how the importance of of declaring faith, of making a decision about who Jesus is. A lot of us just grew up and a lot of opinions and and beliefs about Jesus was thrown at you, but it's important for you to make a decision yourself about who is Jesus. And that is where faith begins. That's where salvation begins, when you declare in faith who Jesus is. And that's what happened. Peter, for the very first time, declares faith in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior of the world. And uh, But the thing that I want to talk about is what happens after that? What happens after you become a Christian? Where is it all going? And what it what says here is as soon as Peter declares faith, Jesus says, now you are Peter and you are the rock on which I will build my church. This is the first time Jesus uses the word church, the word ecclesia. And what that, what that tells us and that I want to focus on again is that we are saved to be part of a community. A lot of us think that being a Christian is just about getting saved and getting to heaven. And that's it. It's like this individual thing. But getting saved is just the beginning of a bigger thing that God is preparing us for. And what He's preparing us us and created us for is the church. And I know that doesn't sound very exciting for a lot of you because your idea of church growing up or is right now is just like like man-made institutions. But we have to realize where the church came from. Like try to erase All that you know about like just the human institution of church, you know, whether that it was something you grew up in or something that you just saw from other people through friends who go to church and your impressions of church. I need you to erase all of that. And let's start from where and what it actually was at the very beginning. And in verse 18, it says this. And right after Peter basically declares faith, right, in some sense, like like becomes a true Christian. He says in verse 18 I will tell you Peter you are uh, you are the uh, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. The church is something that is built by Jesus, not by people. It is an institution that is created by God. It's not a human institution. So you know that that we need to take a moment and realize that what we cons- what we call church is divine. It's like made by God himself. So we have to kind of be a little bit more respectful. I have to be a little bit more respectful when it comes to how we treat and talk about church. Like I don't know about you, but how many times have you just complained about church? Right? Like we do it so easily. We criticize church and we complain about it and we talk bad about it all the time. Like, man, Church is so messed up. Churches shouldn't be like this. And we like, we talk, 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 complain, complain, complain all the time, not realizing that you and I are complaining and criticizing something that Jesus made. And suddenly when you look at, realize what you're doing, you're like, whoa, you gotta take a step back. I am complaining and criticizing something that Jesus has made. He says, I will build my church. He doesn't say you will build church. He says, I will build a church. And so let's take a step back and realize church, yeah, though it is made up of people, it was not made by a person. It was made by Jesus Christ. It was made by God. And we need to give it its proper reverence and, and trust that he knows what he's doing. His ways are higher than our own. And so, as we talk about church, let's realize we're not talking about a building. We're not talking about a group of, of human organizations. We're trying to talk about church as Jesus uh, you know, designed it to be. And what it's designed to be is, is a group, as a gathering of people around himself. Because the word ekklesia, which is the original word for church in the Greek, means gathering, it means a community. Once you become saved as a Christian, you are now immediately called to be part of a community. No one, there is no such thing as an individual Christian because the moment you became Christian, you automatically were connected to the ecclesia. You became part of the ecclesia. You cannot separate a Christian from church. Did you know that? So someone who says like, you know, I'm, I love Jesus and I'm a Christian but I just I'm not a fan of church you know I'm just gonna be a Christian but I I don't like church people and I've been hurt by the church or like you know the church is so corrupt and there's a bunch of hypocrites or whatever and so you just kind of distance yourself and you just want it's just be you and Jesus right because why deal with all these like funny looking Christians that are all different shapes and sizes right who're all just Gross. Yeah, that's what we think. we think. We just want a distance. We would write, just give me Jesus. I don't want the church. But when you're called, the call of Christ is a call into His community, and you can't exist apart. If you're a Christian, you can't exist apart from it. If you want to grow closer to Christ, then you have to grow closer to the church. You can't separate it. It's it's crazy. Like our identity as Christians. an integral part of our identity as a Christian is to be a part of the church of Jesus Christ. You guys hear what I'm saying? Like this is how it works. Let's just pretend that this podium here is Jesus. Let's just, it's a diagram. I was going to draw it, but I didn't draw it. So we're just going to have a physical visualization. I need some, I need some humans. Okay, the front row, can you guys all stand up please? Front row, thank you. All right, front row, we didn't practice this, you're going to do fine, all right? Can you guys just kind of walk up here, just kind of scatter around? These are humans, these are different people, and we're all just kind of wandering around life, okay? We're all different. Here's the thing, just kind of wandering around, okay, this is fine. Um, (laughs) None of us are connected, we're all different races, and, you know, just pretend, all different races, different people, and uh, doing whatever. Right, and then if um, if the center, if that if that's Jesus, and then one by one we all start to get connected to Jesus because we become saved. We and then now that we're all Christians, right? We're all from different places, different. If we're all Christians, what is what is the job of a Christian? What is like your new direction in life? Yeah, your whole your focus is you just want to get closer. To Jesus, right? That's what we do as Christians. So like that's all just now that we're all Christians We're all just gonna start getting closer to Jesus. Look what magically starts to happen as if Anyone will notice. Okay, we're getting closer to Jesus. I want to get so close to Jesus So close keep keep going keep walking towards Jesus Don't give up. I know it's hard, but you know, just don't give up. Don't be discouraged. See look look, look what just happened naturally as we disconnected people who have nothing to do with each other. None of us should have anything to do with each other. We would, like, I wouldn't be friends with any of you, right? And you wouldn't be friends with me. None of us, we don't like each other. But why are we here? Why are we standing in a circle so close? Why are our lives closer together now? Because of Jesus. All right, thank you. Have a seat. Thank you, everybody. Wonderful. You can't get closer to Jesus without getting closer to the church. Does that make sense? If you want to get closer to Jesus, you will get closer to the church. You can't separate the two. If there's somebody who's like, no, no, I love God. I love Me and Jesus, we are so close. But I want nothing to do with the church. I'm going to tell you then that the Jesus that you claim to be close to is not the Jesus of the Bible like me and God, I know God, I love God, and me and God are close, but I don't love his people, then the God that you are worshiping is not the God of the Bible. It's someone, it's something else that you have created in your own mind because you cannot have a relationship with God apart from the community that he is drawing to himself because community is what he is leading us all towards. That's what we were saved for. We're saved to come to him, but he also saved us for the goal of our our eternal life is ultimate community. Do you not feel it in your soul? Like that's why we were made, guys. Like the greatest longing of every person's heart is to be part of a community, is it not? Think about it. We all want to belong somewhere where did where did that come from right we all want to be loved we all want to be heard we all want to be cared for we want others to care for we want others to love we want others to be together with we want that everybody wants that i don't care if you're the most introverted person on planet earth you still don't want to end up alone in the end right being an introvert is like a personality type, but all human beings want community, right? Like, like yeah, you might get tired from people, but you don't want to die alone. Like, I'm introverted. My goal is to die alone. It's like, what? No, there's no one on earth that's like that. Everything in life is meant to be shared with others in order for that to be life. Who cares if you have all the money in the world if you have no one to share it with? right? Like congratulations, you made it to the top of the field. You're the best doctor or you're the best athlete or you're the best whatever and whatever it is you want to be. And you're at the very top. If you had no relationships, you would not be happy. Everything we want in life, life itself is life when it's lived in community. And where do you think Jesus is trying to bring us? Peter, you're saved. You know who I am. Immediately, you know where I'm going to take you. I'm going to create my church. I'm going to gather you're part of the church. You're, I'm bringing you into my community. You see what he's doing? Eternal life is found like where there's others in relationship. That's where life is. Right? Some of you're like, "I want to make if you love cars, You're like, man, one day I'm going to make tons of money and have all the cars. But ultimately, it's because those cars are, it's not for the cars itself. Like, you want all the cars so that the respect of the people who love cars. Or like, you want all the cars to attract the women who love the cars. It's always somehow, uh, you know, related to people and relationships at the end. Like, I want to get into the best school. Why? Not for the school itself. It's for, like, the approval of the parents. Or the approval of the friends or the respect of the people. It's all goes back to people and relationships. We all want community. We no one wants money for money in, in and of itself. We want like the relationships that we think are attached to the money and the success and the power. Right? You want power because at the end you want people to respect you. You want people to love you. You want people to accept you. It's all about that's where life is. And Don't you realize that's all, that's what Jesus is trying to lead us to. He's trying to lead us into community. He's trying to lead you to love others more. He's trying to break you out of your isolation. He's trying to break you out of a life that's all about you and about me and about selfishness. And he's trying to bring you into a life of love and generosity and community. That's what the church is. It's the ultimate community of Jesus. And that's why he's trying to teach us to love, to forgive, to be generous. Look at all the commandments of Jesus in the Bible. It's all commandments that lead to, guess what? Summed up in two commandments, to love God and to love one another. Because when we're able to do those things, then we're able to live in true eternal life, which is found in the midst of community. And that is what church is supposed to be. And when you become a Christian, you are a piece of that community. You are a piece of the body of the church. You have a place already made for you because you were made for that place. Did you know that you and I were made to be part of the church? Like Peter was made to be the rock of the church. You and I are specifically made to be a part of the church of this generation right now. We have our place. You know, in, in 1 Corinthians, it talks about how every part of the body of Christ, if you're a Christian, you're part of the body and every part has its own function. Every part of your body is there for a reason and it does something. If you're a Christian, then you have a, have a function in the body of Jesus. You're not redundant. There are no passive observers In Christianity, every single one of us is part of the body of Christ. And there comes our identity. And there comes our belonging. Because you were made to belong. You were designed to be part of the community. So, you are part of the church if you're a Christian. And the thing is, the church is kind of awkward. Isn't it? Like, if this is the Jesus community, it should just work, right? That's what we expect. Why is church so hard? Why is it so weird? Why does it feel so unnatural? Almost kind of forced. You know what I'm saying? You walk in here, you walk into any church, and there's, it just doesn't, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's just the feeling. It just doesn't feel like it's working. It's because what we're expecting is a natural community. That's not what the church is. That's what we have to real. We have to take our expectations of what we think church is supposed to be, which is we think it should be natural, but it's not. It's super unnatural, which makes it really awkward because it's supposed to be supernatural. Do You guys see what I'm saying? The church is a supernatural community. It shouldn't work because we're not here because we like each other. We're not here because our personalities click. The church isn't a community built around your interests, your, you know, similar likes, ages, race, even though here kind of, you know, but nor, nor it's not supposed to be. We're not here because like we like each other or we're natural friends. We're here because of Jesus and what he's done for us. And therefore, yeah, when we gather, it should be a bunch of people in the room that you probably would never, ever want to hang out with. But you're all there because of Jesus. Therefore, yeah, of course church feels weird. Of course you come in here and you're like, man, I don't feel like these are my friends. Because we're not natural friends. We We don't get along. It's a bunch of people that you probably straight up would hate if you met them outside of church. Heck, maybe you hate them right now. Welcome to the church. We're not here because we like each other. We're here because Jesus Christ loves you and died for you and you believe that and he called us to be here because he's got something in store for us that's beyond this world. And it's beyond our natural relationships. You see, in a a room this size, yeah, naturally, you're going to get along with maybe three of the people here. Maybe two. Maybe just one. Or maybe no one. There's, people are so different. There's a good chance you might not get along with anyone in here. You know what I'm saying? Praise God you're here. But yeah, you just might be that weird one. Right? Honestly, for me, yeah. I, would only, I only probably naturally would be friends with like maybe three of you. Maybe two. Yeah, if you think you're you, it's not you. All right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And most of you probably wouldn't get along with me if you really got to know me. You'd be like, yo, you're weird. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not, I don't want to hang out with you. And that's fine. It doesn't hurt me, okay? Not a lot, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get, I'm, not, I'm not like you. But here's the thing. So like, if that's the case, it's natural. If we're just living in the natural, our churches, you know what they become? Clicks. You walk into a church and then everyone just hangs out with the two or three or four people that you naturally get along with. Does that make sense? That's why churches are so clicky because we're not being supernatural. We're just being natural. We're just looking for natural relationships. But we need to break through that. We need to break through that to to discover the true church, which is one of love, supernatural love, not based on our personalities, not just because we're looking for other friends, but it's because God calls us to love in a love that is beyond that. Why are we so disappointed in most churches? Because you come in with your natural desires for normal community and you superimpose that over the church. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever said to yourself or in your mind or out loud, the church, this isn't the way church is supposed to be. Anybody ever think that or, or hear that? Right? Probably every single one of us. So what is the way the church is supposed to be? You know what it is? I'll ask one person and they'll be like, this isn't the way church is supposed to be. Church should be a place where you walk in and everybody wants to hang out with you 24-7 and play video games with you all the time. That's what the church should be. And then someone else, I'll be like, I'll be like, What do you what about you? It's like that's not the way the church should be. The church should be a place where we just come and we pray all the time, every day, all the time, you know, like. Whatever. And then you ask someone, it's like, no, church should be a place where we all hang out on the beach and go surfing together. Like, it's just every person defines what the church is supposed to be by just superimposing their wish list for their best friends onto the church. And then when the church isn't their group of best friends, they get really upset. But here's the thing church isn't supposed to be your, like, supposed to satisfy your natural desires for friendships. It's, it's something way beyond that. It's the supernatural way that God is going to save the world through it. And so let's just realize that's what he is calling us to. A supernatural community that is here because of Jesus. Not because we get along. Not because we like each other. Not because we're attracted to one another. Not because everyone here is perfect and sinless. It's quite the opposite. We're here because we're all messed up. That's why it is so hard to be a community. But when we do and we trust in faith and love each other beyond ourselves because of Jesus, the keys to the kingdom of heaven are given to us. And we are given access to a place, to a power, to a life that is beyond this world. You want just natural friendships? You can get them. You don't have to come to church for it. You just want a best friend group? Literally, you could find them anywhere. You're probably not, it's pro- this is a, probably a bad place to find best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, go join a club. Like an anime club. If you're into anime, you'll probably find natural friends there. You know? Maybe I will. Who knows? But if we want the keys to the kingdom, we're going to find it in the church. Because that's what life, when we gather and Christ draws us closer and closer, eternal life and power is unleashed. Salvation power is unleashed. The more we gather and smash our lives together. Do you guys know how fusion works? Like not Dragon Ball Z fusion, but actual like scientific fusion, the kind that happens in the center of stars. You guys know what I'm talking about? Anybody raise your hand if you like studied physics and you know how fusion works. You did? You want to explain? Okay. I have a vague concept of how fusion works. All right? And that's why I was like, if someone actually knows, you can come up here and explain it in more detail. But here's basically how fusion works. It is, it is probably the most powerful thing in the universe. It takes elements. And when there's so much gravity at the center of stars, Right? and they collapse to a point at the very center because there's so much mass, like massive stars when they like die and then they condense in. There's so much gravity that pushes these atoms together and there's, once it gets to a point where they're so close together, this, I don't know what happened, a fusion happens, and an unbelievable amount of energy is released, and that's where supernovas come from. And that's probably how the universe began. It's when everything came together so tightly, and then it literally erupted and it released pretty much everything. That's kind of what's happening here. Life and energy happens when we are coming together in community, in intimacy, in trust, and in love. And the more we get closer together, the more power and the more life is unleashed. We see this pattern all over creation. When two, just two human individuals, right? When a man and a woman start becoming closer in relationship, and in then even physically, and their whole lives become one, you know what happens? Life new life happens and if you don't know what i'm talking about you're too young to understand but one day you will know what i'm talking about right when two individuals come together and then new life but but you don't even have to go into like a like you know a man and a woman like even between friends two friends become closer and more like to share more life, and they become best friends and they become closer and closer. You know what happens when you get together with that person? You just feel more alive, right? One hour with that person is more meaningful, more fun, and more filled with life than spending 10 hours with a bunch of strangers. Because it's about the proximity of your hearts and your relationship where true life is unleashed. And that is what Jesus is doing with the church. And he is what he's calling us to do. He's like, as, you, as I'm drawing all men to myself, all people to me, I'm going to unleash life. Heaven will be unleashed by this thing called the church. And it's going to be supernatural. Let's not lean on our natural desires to like each other. We got to look at Jesus and love each other. Because when we do, hell itself, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen? Don't you see? The world needs the church. They need to see this life because they are dead. They need this life. Like, what are gates for? Gates are to keep people from leaving. That's what the gates of hell are there for. They're there so that those who are dead cannot escape. And before once we were all dead in our sins, all disconnected from God, and we were we were we were in debt, we were dead. The Bible says you were dead in your sins. You were spiritually dead. But then what happened? God brought you to life. Because of the gospel, Jesus brought you to life, and now you're connected to God. But who broke in to bring the gospel to you? I bet most of you who are Christians in this room, and you trace back where your faith came from, I bet the church was involved. I'm a Christian today because of the church. As much as the church I think is messed up and is doing things all wrong or whatever, and is broken in a lot of ways, I would not know God without the church. Amen? And neither would any of you. None of us would be in here has it not been for the church. So we can complain about it all day long, but none of us would be saved without it. The gates of hell cannot prevail when the church comes knocking. Guys, you and I, all around us, we live among the dead our friends, our family, they don't have a connection with the living God. And so, yeah, the Bible considers them spiritually dead. How are we going to break in to the gates of hell to bring people into the life of God? You're not going to do it by yourself. Some of us think like, you know what? Church people, they suck. They're just holding me back. I'm a super Christian. I'm just going to go in there. and do it by myself. You know? You know that saying? Like, you want to go fast, go alone. But I'm going to tweak it. But if you want to go forever, you have to go together. That's what we're headed for. We're for, going for eternity, guys. Right? We're not just going to go far. We're, we're going forever. That's why we need the church. And if you want to break people out of death, we need to go with it. We need to do this together. There's an old, super old YouTube video that went viral back then. There's about like, there's a video uh, of like a bunch of people playing World of Warcraft, I think, is what it was. And there's a bunch of the World of Warcraft players like standing on, the, on the, in the map and they're talking and they're about to go raid like a dungeon or something. I've never played World of Warcraft. So, but they're all like these super nerds. And they're like, all right, man, you're going to run in there. You're going to cast this spell. And then you're going to, you know, do we all have enough hit points and experience points? All right. And then you, you're you going to cast the haste and you're going to cast whatever the protection spell. Then you're going to run in and you're going to throw the fire. Yeah, they're like, have this plan. They're going to go in there and they're going to like take down this super crazy dungeon. Right. And then they're like planning it out all together. They gather together. And they're getting all their weapons and their equipment ready. And then this one dude, Right. In the middle of their planning, just runs into the dungeon by himself and he screams his name, Leroy Jenkins. And he just runs in there and then he just dies. And everyone, no, and they're they're all like, oh no, and then they all try to go in there and they all, you know, he messes up the whole plan. Some of us are like that when it comes to Christianity. Like the church is over here and we're trying to like, we need to go together and it's going to take a little longer right, to figure this out. But you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go in there by myself. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to pray and I'm just going go there and do it alone. And some of us have this Lone Ranger, Christian, Christianity, by myself mentality. And like, that's not the way we're supposed to operate. Don't be Leroy Jenkins, all right? Be the church. We need to go together. Because we need to go and... and it's about salvation of the world. It's not just about you. The church is called to fight, to break people out of death. The goal is not just survival. It's victory. Amen? Think about it. Like, see, The gates of hell are meant, we're supposed to storm it. We're supposed to battle it. But most of us are spending our Christian lives cowering before the enemy. How many of you, are just trying to survive in your faith. You know what I'm saying? Guys, we're supposed to take the fight to the enemy. We're supposed to go in there. It says, Ephesians chapter 6, take up the full armor of God and take on the sword and the helmet and we're supposed to go and fight. But most of the time, we're just, yeah, we're just retreating as a church. We just keep going on retreats. We just keep running away from the world and we're just trying to survive. How many of you, like, your goal in college is just to survive and just get on the other side and not lose your faith? Or some of you are just in the workplace and you're, you just have this survivor mentality. Like, I just, you know, go and conquer, go and, like, bring salvation, like, go and grow in community. I'm just trying to survive, man. It's like, guys, Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says we are more than conquerors in Jesus. We're not just survivors. We're victors. But you don't go in alone. When we go in together as this army that he's raising up, we will be more than conquerors and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So we're not going to sing today as our response. Today, we can't talk about being community without being community. You know what I'm saying? Or at least stepping in that direction. And so if you came to church today and you're like, I didn't come to talk to anybody today. I'm sorry. Because you can't just come to church and just like not get involved. Church is like everybody plays. All right, There are no spectators in Christianity. We're all part of this thing. And if you're not a Christian, then I'm glad you're here because you're going to get a taste Of like, it's not just something we watch, it's something we are. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to, uh, yeah, we're just going to try to smash our lives into each other a little bit, just a little bit more, all right, today. And we're going to do it, like we're going to just spend five minutes, here's what we're going to do, we're going to spend five minutes, before we do the thing. Let me close the message. Okay, the actual message. Here's the deal. If you're a Christian, you have got to get closer to the community of Jesus. If you have been detached from the church, either in your heart or in your mind, or you just haven't been involved, because I need you to do something to, like, take one step further into Christian community. If you're, like... Maybe for you, you just need to find a church to settle down in. And you've just been hopping around churches. Then find the church that you can actually build relationships in. It, it, whether it's this one or another one. Stop hopping around and like get in there. Right? And don't just look for like a place that is going to fill your relational needs. Look for a place that you feel like God has called you to go. And if you are, at, if this is your church or you are, you have a home church, then get Plugged in to whatever it is that's going to help you become more, like, connected to the people that are there. I know they look funny and you don't like them naturally, but remember, that's not the point. We're going for supernatural relationships, okay? You don't like the people at your church? doesn't matter. You like Jesus. and Because of Jesus, you're going to find a way. God is going to enable you to love them. So, like, yeah, like, if you don't go to small group and your church has a small group, go to small group. You've been there before and if you don't like it? Try it again, right? there's a Bible study and you don't go, go to that. If there's like, I don't know, whatever it is, if you don't do anything, you just show up and watch, then consider how you can serve once in a while. I don't know. Take one step closer into community. We need to get into, if you want to grow in Jesus, we have to grow in community as a church. Thanks for listening to the Han Vision Podcast. We hope you're blessed. Join us next week on Hot Vision.